0: Welcome to the Osway Ibarra Podcast. Yes, 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 and yes, welcome back to the Osway Ibar Podcast. I'm super excited you guys are here today. Again, this podcast is to equip people in executing your called. That's our job. That's our goal. And again, if you're new to this podcast, we post every Monday and every Wednesday, Monday, you hear from me and Wednesday, you get to hear from my awesome team of teachers. And I'm excited today to share with you guys on lose the ego. And so lose the ego is actually an acronym. And I really want to break this down for you guys. Because here's the deal. Ego clouds and disrupts everything. It really like ego what it does it's it takes away the ability uh, to receive good advice to receive constructive criticism and ultimately to fulfill the call of God on your life it can even cloud someone else's uh, sense of self-preservation and oftentimes the most difficult ego to deal with is your own so today we're going to talk about lose the ego and so I haven't broken down as an acronym because, uh, again, for me, I like little steps. I like little options that we can look at. Ultimately, as you come to know Jesus more and you get more intimate with his word, uh, the more that your mind's renewed and that you begin to lose the old man or your old nature of yourself. But for those who like little helps or little tidbits that are just some little steps, I think this will encourage you. So, lose the ego, let's break it down. Okay, so the L in lose, lose for this uh, teaching is learn from others. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, it says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. So, here's the deal. Only fools think they know it all. If you're full of ego right now, um, you probably have a hard time taking advice from others. And what you also probably comes down to it is you think you already have it all figured out. I want to encourage you. You are if you that is your mindset right now. When people try to give you advice and ultimately you just kind of shut it out or it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, I'm telling you you're in a dangerous position. You know it says once someone pr- uh, pride uh, pride rises, um, they're gonna fall. Right, and so with that, if your pride is rising or if your ego is growing, and you don't check that, you don't lose the ego, um, you're in. Ulti- uh, you're ultimately setting yourself up for failure. So one way that we lose the ego is we learn from others. Because I want to encourage you, you don't know it all. A great way to do that um, or some other things that you can go in deeper of learning from others is check out uh, episode 13, Forever Student, and I cover that and just I give some good tips on getting mentors in your life. But here's the deal. You need mentors in your life and you need friends who you can learn from and who can sharpen you up because at the end of the day, you do not know it all. Hallelujah. Okay, so learn from others. That's one way to lose the ego. Second. Is own your one percent, own your one percent. So this is something I talk about with uh, some of my leadership team at church, and one of the things that I was getting across to them is that in your, uh, as you're working with people, right, and as you begin to uh, work in teams, you have the temptation to be offended. You have the temptation to uh, be in strife, and you have the temptations to uh, honestly just, you know, blame one another. And it's crazy because Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 3 tells us this. It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's fault because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together in peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. So this is unique and this is pretty powerful because in verse three, I'd like uh, I have a bold and underline in my Bible, but it says make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. So, Ultimately, when it comes down to that, we all we've heard this before the same before, it's the biggest, the biggest person has to go and apologize, or the biggest person has to, you know, admit their mistake. And ultimately, that's hard. It's hard to do that. And the reason I was uh, telling my team to own their 1% is because sometimes you feel like you've done nothing wrong. Right? Again, if you feel like you're always right, or here's another thing, if you feel like it's always someone else's fault no matter where you go, then again, you may want to check your ego because that might be your ego talking. The Bible tells us to make every effort to be in unity. And one of the ways you can do that is by owning. uh, There's one of two ways you own your 1%. So what I mean by that is example, let's say that you are communicating something to your team and your team took it the wrong way. If that has happened, you can say, well, I told my team exactly what I need to tell them. But again, it may have came across a way that they didn't understand, or it may have came across a way that seemed demeaning. Example, I remember I was a trainer um, at the ministry that I work at, and I remember there were times that I came off demeaning. I meant it to be in love. I meant it to be kind. Um, but my training assistant at the time said, oh, Sway, uh to be honest, if I can say this, you're coming off demeaning. And when she brought that up, it got me to realize, oh my gosh, I may be saying the right thing, I may be right, but the way I'm coming across is very demeaning. So what did I have to do? Even though in my mindset, I feel like I'd done nothing wrong, maybe it's 99% someone else's fault. I need to own my 1%. And the moment you begin to start owning your 1%, what ends up happening is sometimes you can add a couple zeros to that 1% and it ends up being you own completely what you've done. So with that, for those who are, uh, again, you want to check your ego or one way to lose that ego is to always own your 1%. Let's say that you need to tell someone the truth uh, in a, uh, let's they need a corrective meeting, right? Again, own your 1% and make sure that whatever you're presenting, it's being presented in love. Right? Maybe uh, there was a situation that happened. And again, maybe the person that they said something and they said something very ugly and mean. Own your 1%. What did you do to cause that? Even if it was nothing, maybe it was an a understa- uh, misunderstanding. But at least own your 1% of explaining that misunderstanding. Secondly... Um, owning your 1% it doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you. No, you speak and you confront things and you bring things up with people but you bring it up in love by making every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. This is one thing that I appreciate about uh, Sarah Grace and Chandra. They're awesome. I love working with them at Freedom Church and they're just good people you know uh, They're like my sisters man. but what I love about them is they're really good at bringing things up to the front. They're really good at owning their 1%, but also if there's something that needs to be communicated or talked to, they are not shy of bringing those things up. So again, the way you lose your ego is one, you continue, always learn from others. Secondly, you own your 1%. Thirdly, lose the ego is you serve others, in John chapter 13 verse 3 through 5 it says Jesus knowing the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God. Verse 4 he rose from supper he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel tied around it uh, tied it around his waist. Verse 5 then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. If you read this verse, you can lose something if you just go through it quick. But if you take your time, it's interesting. Again, we're talking about serving others, how we lose the ego. Jesus, check this out. It said that he knew that God, has, uh, his Father, had given all things into his hands. And that he had come from God, and he was going back to God. Three things he knew. All power was in his hand. He's from God. He is the Son of God. And he's going back to God. As you grow in your leadership, or in your influence, or in your talents, you can feel like you have all power in your hands. As you begin to realize your identity, you can become very confident. And as you know you're going back to God, again, there comes an assurance. But the way we check our ego, or we lose the ego as we're growing, is just like Jesus did in this verse... After he knew that God had given him all things, all power was in his hands. He knew his identity, and he knew he was the Son of God, and he knew he was assured that he was going back to God. He immediately went to servant mode. He began to wipe his uh, disciples' feet. So it doesn't matter the authority that you have been that has been given to you. That authority is to ultimately serve. So, again, the way we lose the ego. One, we always learn from others. We don't know it all. Secondly, we own our 1%, meaning we make every effort to keep ourselves united in the spirit of Christ. Just because it's 99% uh, someone else's fault, we got to look, what is the 1% I can own? And how can I speak up and confront the issues that need to be confronted? Thirdly, we serve others. The authority that God has given us and the talents and the gifts that are given to us ultimately isn't for us, but it's ultimately to serve others. Lastly, how do we lose the ego? Is we evaluate our motives In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Why am I talking about evaluating motives? Sometimes we may not know this. We don't operate a lot of times in meekness. And what is meekness? Meekness is power under control. I want you to write that down if you have time. If you're driving, don't do it. Don't do it. But if you're just listening and you're sitting down, I want you to write down meekness, power under control. Why? Sometimes as young people who are on fire, and I know a lot of young people listen to this podcast, so I want to, I want to give you a, a forewarning. Just because God has given you the talent to do something doesn't mean you always have to express and do it. Now, some of you maybe think I'm, tri- I'm tripping now because it's like, if I have the talent, of course I'm going to do it. But when you have power under control, you operate in meekness and that there's, that's even greater strength. Let me give you an example. When Jesus was on the cross, you know that he had the power to call down a legion of angels to destroy the people that were hanging him to the cross, but he didn't. Why? because ultimately it was his duty to die on that cross hallelujah to die for our sins to die for us what am i trying to get at there may be times that maybe you're in a meeting and you have the answer already but there's new folks on your team and you need them to share instead of you barging out the answers why don't you evaluate your motives and see if you can just operate in meekness for a second right? I think a lot of times we don't give people opportunities and we think we're doing the right thing because we have it, but we don't give people all the opportunities to shine. Evaluate your motives. Do you always have to be the person that's given the answer? Do you always have to be the person that's right? Do you always have to be the person that speaks up? Evaluate your motives meekness power under control now i want to tie it more in with evaluating your motives because again you may be doing things and you feel like okay i'm in the right for for doing this certain task or this i'm saying what i need to say but if you evaluate your motives sometimes you can find out that maybe you're not doing it unto the lord but maybe you're doing it unto yourself evaluate your motives another great way. So I read Hebrews 4.12 because ultimately the best way is as you continue and have an intimate relationship, an intimate relationship in the word, I'm telling you, you begin to change. You begin to change and you begin to grow. So uh, one way, if you want to grow more in your intimacy with God, I would encourage you to check out episode 14, Intimacy with God, featured by Sarah Grace Johnson. Lastly, to evaluate your motives, have people in your corner. Have people that will call you out. Like I shared that example when I was a trainer, I had my assistant who was willing to call me out. Sometimes you need people to help you evaluate your motives. So again, how do we lose the ego? Is we continually, we learn from others. Learn from others. Secondly, we own our 1%. the way we do that is by making every effort to keep ourselves united in the spirit. Just because it's 99% someone else's fault doesn't mean, does not mean we can't own our 1%. Find your 1% to own and speak and confront as needed. Thirdly, we serve others. Doesn't matter the authority that has been given to you. That authority or that gifting and calling is ultimately for you to serve. Lastly, we evaluate our motives. Meekness, it's power under control. If you can control the power that God has given you, and you're not always having to blast out, I'm telling you, God will grow you. Because end of the day, the scripture tells us plainly that God exalts the humble, but he resists the proud. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that message. Again, if you want to get the most out of this podcast, you have to date us. What does that mean? Uh, DM us any questions or any thoughts that you have, and we'd be more than happy to connect with you. But DM us at Josue Podcast on Instagram, and we'd love to connect. A is for apply. Again, you're not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter what you listen to, what book you read, what your mentor said, or what you journaled if you don't put action behind it. So apply, apply, apply. T is for teach. Another way of learning is teach it. And the way you can teach that is either by sharing this podcast, writing a review on it, or telling a friend about it. Lastly, partner with us and help us get exposure. Best way you can do that again is by rating and leaving a review or sharing on social media. We appreciate you. Love you. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.